0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Guilty as Charged podcast. I'm your host, Alex. Steven is vacationing. Uh, this is going to be a beautiful disaster But to help me today in these trying times, I have Tyler, my co-host, and we have Arjun, who you may have seen on the channel, do a lot of analytics videos. He'll tell us, stupid people, what those analytics mean, (laughs) uh, and that's what he's here for. So, Arjun, welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, thank you, guys. Hope everyone's going to enjoy this episode with a little bit of uh, analytical background into this.
3: Yeah, no, I can't wait to hear all about it. I know we'll definitely discuss it. Uh, Alex, you give us no credit though. The stupid other people are one guy's going to med school, the other one's doing stem cell research at UCI. So I think we're doing okay here. We're a collective group of nerds, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean we're doing okay generally <laughs> speaking, but I'm not doing okay today with with out, and the pressure is on me to host. So, but the pressure will be on you guys later because we will be doing Chargers Trivia Night tonight, uh, bringing that back from last Terrified. year. So that's how you that's how you know it's the off season. Uh, so that's fun. We will first uh, start getting into Arjun. So you've been doing videos on the channel, buddy. Uh, what what have you kind of been learning from your videos? Uh, what are the main kind of topics of your videos been for people who haven't watched them on the channel yet?
2: Yeah, so I've I've tried to do my best to encapsulate all three phases of the Chargers' special teams, defense, and offense. I've gone a little bit into depth in just uh, in Justin Herbert, and I made like a couple regression videos on whether I think he'll regress or not. And ultimately I'm just I'm just here to try to give chargers fans a new perspective into what you know the Chargers really were in 2020 and what they could be in 2021 because you know when I when I really started using Twitter for analytics, the one thing I noticed was the Chargers like Chargers Twitter never really had an analytics person, if I'm being completely honest. Like if you looked at like the Cowboys or Washington or Chicago Bears, like they all had like a dedicated analytics page. Um, but the Chargers Twitter really never had one, so I was like, "Hey, maybe you know this could be something I could take over and I could enter this really niche field." And I mean, I think the response has been pretty, pretty warm-hearted uh, from the people on Twitter. Like, I've been getting a lot of like good comments and a lot of you know likes and retweets here and there, which makes me happy you know, that people are receptive. Because you know, I know some of the old, old-school guys aren't as receptive to analytics as you know people from my generation, and you know. A little bit older than me, they're a little bit more receptive. So I'm glad everyone's enjoying it, and I'm I'm really thankful that you know you two and Steven allowed me to come on the channel and produce videos for you guys, just helping me to get my name out there as well.
1: Uh, I would say that the last coaching staff uh, wouldn't have been receptive to any of your ideas, <laughs> but hopefully the new coaching staff is receptive to some of those ideas uh, that you bring up in a lot of your analytics videos. So. Uh, I mean, one of the main topics that you've been doing in your series is sort of the why Brandon Staley is a, is a defensive genius. W- what did you kind of learn from those videos, and what he might bring to the Chargers on that front this year?
2: Yeah, so the way I put it is like Brandon Staley like is is the leading guy in who and who and what the defense and what the league's defense will look like in the next five years. I think, you know. When McVay and Shanahan got hired in 2017, they brought back the play-action, the bootlegs, the crossers. And cover three, the single high doesn't really stop that. Like if The play-action bootleg is the counter to the cover three. And now Brandon Staley's countering McVay and Shanahan. Um, and you know, having played or coached alongside McVay in 2020, I actually think that helped him a lot. Because now he had a whole offseason or partial offseason in 2020 where he was going against McVay. In training camp and everything and so the main thing to take away is he's using two high safeties which in this case is going to be derwin and nasir um and I, i'm really really hoping derwin stays healthy because i actually think he's going to have a monster year in this 2 high look um but he's going to put the best players in the best positions and he's going to run too high and he's not going to tell the offense what coverage he's running unless unlike gus bradley who literally showed single high like at one of the <laughs> highest rates in the league last year, uh, ran cover three at one of the highest rates last year. And I think Brandon said he's going to go away from that. And um, if you listen to some of his podcasts with like Robert Mays on The Athletic or even Chris Collinsworth on PFF, he talks a lot about how he's going to use quarters, which I think is going to be the new cover three because it helps to really uh, eliminate crossers because you have your safeties looking down so they can see everything that's happening in front of them. But with cover three, right, you have a box safety and he has to like a race on, right? Like he, he made a lot of good plays on the run, but there there were also a lot of times where he like overcommitted from when I watched him play. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of times that there were some crossers that got behind him, but I think now, um, Staley should be able to implement this too high and hopefully this Chargers defense is able to maximize the insane amount of talent that it has.
1: All right. Uh, and you, Tyler, did you want to say anything? No, it's great so far. Have at it, Alex. <laughs> it's great so far. Uh, little teaser we will be having Robert Mays on the show. Uh, So that's exciting. Uh, Steven did lock down that interview. That'll be happening sometime in the next two weeks. So go listen to his interview, and then he'll talk about the interview of this show, because that's how these podcasts regurgitate content. (laughs) Um, I did want to get into the idea of Justin Herbert regression uh, and sort of what you think about that, because that's been a whole debate on Twitter about whether Justin Herbert will regress because of Joe Lombardi, or, you know, maybe he's not... Uh, as stable, as under pressure as he was, or that's not going to carry over to this season. What are some of your thoughts on that? And then we'll go to Tyler.
2: Yeah, so number one, I think, you know, Joe Lombardi, I think when he went to Detroit, I I, I forget where I read it, but I read a story saying uh, Jim Caldwell forced Lombardi to have an entire game plan ready by Tuesday. And Joe Lombardi always talks about how in this, in New Orleans, him, Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael, they always had this collective, collaborative group effort to create a game plan leading up to Sunday, and so to go into like a new, uh, a new culture like where Jim Caldwell Caldwell was in Detroit and have to have a full game plan ready by Tuesday, it could throw anybody off, right? And now he's coming to the Chargers where Brandon Scilly always preached. This is going to be a team effort uh, within the players and the coaching staff. So I. And like I don't think Shane Steichen was that bad, honestly. Like I know I think his lows were really bad, but he was like not that bad of a play caller. And you know I've I've actually had the opportunity to to talk with uh, PFF Eric, um, who's like the head of research and development at PFF. And you know he brought up a really interesting point. He ta- He said, you know, Justin Herbert led the league in pressure or in passing rating passer rating under pressure. Right. Like he was the best quarterback under pressure. So that really has to mean two things. Like. Herbert was like insane off, like out of the pocket, which in a, in a sense he was, but you can't be like that good all the time. Or number two, your offensive coordinator is able to scheme players open, right? And Next Gen Stats has Chargers as you know one of the worst teams in terms of separation. So a lot of the times Herbert was playing under pressure, you know, Shane and did do a solid job of scheming players open and getting them the ball when necessary. Now the whole. Will Justin Herbert regress, passing under pressure? Yeah, his passing under pressure is gonna decrease. Like, it's not that is not sustainable. I've talked about it in my Justin Her- Herbert regression video. But like why, why I don't understand why people are saying his his play from a clean pocket is gonna get like worse or stay the same. Like he has an upgraded offensive line. They drafted Josh Palmer and Trey McKitty. Like I Jared Cook could be a better receiving threat than Hunter Henry. Like, we don't really know how that's gonna play out. And this offense could be better than what they were last year. So realistically with more clean pockets, a full offseason where he's the unquestioned starter, I think we're gonna see some positive regression. So he was below average in passing from a clean pocket. So positive regression is actually a good thing where you get closer to the mean. And I, I mean, we could see him be a top 10, top five quarterback from a clean pocket. So, I mean, he's gonna regress in some areas, but I actually think he's gonna improve as a quarterback and hopefully he'll have a better offense and, you know, better coaching staff to to work with in the season.
3: Yeah, Arjun, you basically stole everything that I could have possibly said, which is great because those are all fantastic ideas, and your videos, of course, have covered that. If you have not watched it, please go check those out. Um, The Caldwell game plan by Tuesday thing was first brought to my attention by Stephen, who read that book by Jeff Duncan, I believe, who covers the Saints for, I think, The Athletic. Um, So, yeah, the idea that they would have to get a game plan by Tuesday makes no sense to me. Like, I don't know what you think, but I don't know how fast someone could take analytics or or anything and and put together a game plan by Tuesday. I assume they didn't then, because I don't know how fast analytics gets out there. Um, My question for you, because, I mean, you're the guest on the show, and I want to pick your brain, and I don't know if you would know the answer to this, but, you know, obviously people will talk about, oh, you know, the sophomore slump or whatever, but then they point to the MVP seasons of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, guys that, you know, got better for whatever reason, in their, their second full season, and people point to that being kind of the potential the ceiling for Herbert. So, you know, if you know, if it's possible, I don't know if you don't know, I didn't ask you to prepare for this, so I'm sorry if you don't, <laughs> um, what is it that those guys possibly could have gotten better at in their respective categories? Maybe they're completely different things because they're two different players. And is that something that Herbert could get better at as well? Or do you know much about the history of those guys and what they got better at?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a great point. And I think the one thing I'm going to say is um, Patrick Mahomes had continuity from year one to year two. Um, Andy Reid, he lost Matt Nagy, but you know Andy Reid's the play caller in that offense. It's kind of the reason Eric the Enemy hasn't got hired because he's not the one really calling the plays throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Ravens, I think, uh, I forget his name. He, he went to the Eagles. Um, who was He was offensive coordinator in 2018, and then Greg Roman took over in 2019. Um, Come on, Alex.
1: DeFilippo, Filippo.
2: No, 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 he was with the Vikings. It was um, Marty Morton. Oh, Marty t- like <laughs> <Morten laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. you know, so at the end of 20, 2018, the Ravens kind of implemented this, like, pistol-style read option type offense, right? And they kind of carried that over, right? Justin Herbert's going to be learning a completely different offense, right? 30, 40% of it, the passing plays, what we are, you know, kind of, uh, hypothesizing is what is coming from the Saints, right? It's not going to be a completely new offense, but a large majority of it is going to be something that Justin Herbert has to learn from scratch. And so when you're Mahomes and you're staying in that same offense, you went through the whole year, even as a backup, you know, having that continuity is nice um and you know he had continuity across that offensive line Tyree stayed Travis Kelsey stayed um and so he had he had some continuity same with you know Lamar Jackson to an extent and Greg Roman I mean that offense we've like we've never seen that offense ever maybe like Cam Newton's prime but even then like Lamar Jackson had one of the greatest if not the greatest QB rushing season in history so That would be my answer. I wouldn't say they necessarily, I I think the one thing Lamar Jackson got better at was um, his EPA obviously got better. So obviously on a per play basis, he was much more efficient in 2019 in his MVP season. Um, And Mahomes, I mean, what he did in his second year was insane. Like, I I really couldn't tell you, you know, how he did it. Um, And we don't really have a basis for comparison for that because he didn't play his rookie year. Mm But, you know, Justin Herbert, we have a decent sample size. And the one thing I want to say he needs to get better at is accuracy. And that's the thing everyone's dinged him on. So the the stat like I use for that is CPOE, which is completion percent uh, probability over expected. And so he ranked 23rd in the league in that, which is not, which is below average. And like CPOE notoriously doesn't really help big arm quarterbacks. Like Mahomes ranked 11th, Matthew Stafford was in like the late teens. So we won't see him likely be a top five quarterback. I'm not saying he needs to be that, but he needs to, I think he needs to improve to at least be around like the nine to 12 region. And I think that's a possibility for him that he has a full off season. So that, that would be my answer to your question, like continuity and, uh, you know, just having an offense that's tailored to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think continuity is something that maybe people don't talk about just because we, a lot of people wanted the old coaching staff out so bad that, you know, maybe people didn't consider kind of like the negative repercussions of that and the fact that Herbert kind of wanted Anthony Lynn back uh, for what it's worth. But, you know, I, the the thing with the regression that people have talked about is like, you know, the, the Fabiano piece was kind of like, okay, well, you know, Joe Lombardi could be bad and so therefore Justin Herbert could regress. But couldn't you also make the argument that Joe Lombardi could be good? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like the the whole argument is kind of just based on a lot of things that we don't know. And something that I don't think people are paying enough attention to is uh, Pep Hamilton leaving and Shane Day coming in. Mm. Uh, I I just kind of wonder how maybe that'll affect Justin Herbert's mechanics going forward. Because, you know, Pep Hamilton did have a lot to do with him getting better under pressure in, in some of those situations in addition to Stike and scheming him open. Uh, like like Arjun mentioned so for me you know you talk about kind of Shane Day uh, you talk about the new offensive coordinator and Joe Lombardi and then you also talk about kind of some of the new weapons that he has you know with Josh Palmer having Austin Eckler back for a full season and even if you're talking about like okay I I don't think his you know uh, EPA under pressure and you know kind of passing under pressure will be sustainable but he does have this new offensive line so he's not going to face as much pressure. Right, I, yeah. I think you, you can kind of make positive and negative arguments for it, but I think there's a lot of variables that we sort of don't know uh, and just won't know until we really get to, like, week eight. Yeah, I don't know. yeah,
2: no, I agree. And I, I want us to bring up one more point. Um, there was another point that people bring up, like Justin Herbert, was really good on third down. Like, I, I did some research on this. Like, the Chargers ran the third most a third down plays, and that's not good, which means they were inefficient on first and second down. And when I looked at it, the Chargers literally had the second-worst rushing attack per EPA on first down. Like, we all saw, you know, I've heard you guys talk about it, like... Kalen (laughs) Bellagio, up the middle. Exactly. Took it right (laughs) out of my mouth. Like, that was the game plan on first down. Just give it to Kalen Bellagio, Joshua Kelly up the middle. And it didn't make sense, right? And Herbert would be in all of these third-down situations. I mean, the fact that he was so good on a large sample size should be something that's, you know, that... should be exciting like he he performed well when all the pressure was on him yeah he probably will regress but as a rookie behind like the worst offensive line in the league he performed so well under pressure out of the pocket finding receivers when he needed to so i think if anything he's gonna he might regress a little bit there but it should be something that we look forward to that he has the ability to you know put a lot on his back and step up when the team needs him
3: All right, let me try for a difficult question. Maybe it's an easy question. I don't know how many dislikes we'll get for this. Would (laughs) Herbert have a better season, so considering continuity versus the new offense? Let's assume that the same players were brought in and the same offensive line was in, because that would be unfair to compare last offensive line to this offensive line. Um, Would Herbert have a better 2021 season, just talking about that season, not his career, if he had stuck with the previous regime or if with this new regime? I'm talking about one season just this year. Hmm. What do you what do you have to go play play sorry.
1: with that play with that like and dislike bar safely? <laughs> what do you
2: what do you be going through the off season as the backup or the as a starter again?
3: Oh sorry, so I mean uh I'm talking about so like twenty twenty situation. Uh okay, so he went through the whole twenty twenty season exactly as it did. Okay. I'm just saying now this year, as the starter, with the, every new piece that has been added, the only difference being the coaching staff, would he be would he have a better season with the continuity, but what I probably consider a worse coaching staff, or with this new coaching staff, but no continuity in terms of that the play calling. I, I
2: think I think he would do better with with continuity. To be honest, uh, just okay. just yeah. getting getting better at that offense and like you hear players and coaches say they've mastered the playbook. Right, like Drew Brees mastered that Saints playbook mm-hmm. to the point where. They could just tack on more and more, right? And I think, you know, Justin Herbert would have gotten to that point. Um, Not saying that I don't like this new coaching staff. There's no sample size to go off of. Like, we don't know what it's going to be. I mean, the one one thing I'm really excited about with the coaching staff is the defense. Like, the offense, I think, is still going to be good. But this defense legitimately has top three upside. Like And I'm... (laughs) And I'm someone that, like, stays away from optimism and pessimism. Like, I try to, like, be right in the middle. <laughs> but, like, when I say Staley is so smart and this defense has the pieces he needs, I truly believe, like, I'm backing myself up when I say that. So, I, but I, I would say that, that like, the continuity would help more, um, even with the pieces that they had. And, you know, maybe Lin's offense would have worked if, if he had a decent offensive line. Um, but... It, it, Shane Steichen needed to needed to let go of some of those low points, and I think game management would have still been an issue, even regardless of how many analytical True. people uh, they have on the staff.
1: Makes yeah, sense. I think Shane Steichen needed to let go of third and one Joshua Kelly jet sweeps. Those um, <laughs> you know, words so great, um, but yeah, no, I, I think you bring up a point about continuity and just and being in a system for a year. Um, and that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I have faith in Joe Lombardi to a degree. Um, I just think Shane Steichen, and I'm still going to have to deal with Shane Steichen because he's the (laughs) coordinator. Um, so either way, um, I I think Shane Steichen had his good moments, particularly the first half of the season. I just think sometimes in the second half of the season, he kind of got in his own head a little bit. Um, particularly like the Buffalo, New England, that kind of stretch of games, uh, I, I think really affected him with the team. Uh, I, I do want to get your thoughts on the quote where Brandon Staley said, I'm a quarterback coaching defense, um, and both what you think that means for the defense and the offense uh, in, in terms of the research and the videos that you've done.
2: Yeah, I, I'm most excited for that for Justin Herbert rather than the defense. Like, I think obviously the defense will benefit but when you look at guys like like tom brady was never this insane talented guy coming out of michigan right like he was a six-round pick for a reason but belichick and this is why i'm really scared of the mac jones pick like belichick taught him how to read defenses right it's the same idea with like a mike tomlin it's the same kind of idea with like uh john harbaugh in, in baltimore the the coach teaches these qbs how to read defenses they teach him the tendencies they teach him like, what to look for and safety rotations and all of that. And if the QB is good enough, they run with it and they have these MVP type seasons. And that that is what I think is so exciting about Brandon Staley. Like he played quarterback like that and he, he knows how to read defenses from the quarterback side and he knows how to read quarterbacks from the defensive side. And so when I hear him say that, I know he's going to be spending a lot of time with Justin Herbert and and really just trying to teach him about how to read defenses. And I'm going to bring up that Miami game, which I brought up a lot. Keenan Allen literally said, "I we didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> we just, if we didn't know what was going on, <laughs> Justin Herbert just handed the ball off to Kalen Village and, and said, like, screw it. Like, we'll try to get yards that way. I don't think that's going to happen that often. Maybe, you know, Brandon Staley has a couple rookie head coaching gaps here and there, but I, I truly think that Justin Herbert is going to learn a lot. And, like, this... This could be the hire that we see a Belichick-Brady type partnership for a long time to come. Um, And so that that would be my, my take on it, Alex.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: all right so that does it for our regression segment but now we're going to get to the main course here uh in terms of a chargers trivia showdown between these two guys so i'm going to lay out the rules uh so there will be six questions one of them is multiple choice uh and uh there will be about 30 seconds uh for the short questions to prepare your answer tyler will go first on the first question Then Arjun will go first on the second question. They each are worth an increasing amount of points. So the first question worth one point, the second question worth two points, (laughs) the third question worth three, and so on and so forth. Uh, There will be, yeah, six of these questions, and uh, I will be timing you guys. So, without further ado, do you guys want to get started?
3: How long are these questions I have to prepare for? Do I have to write something down? Like, no, SATs? you don't have what to write anything here? down.
1: You, you, you're either just going to know it or you're not going to know all right. it. Okay. But I will allow you time to think about it as someone who is just a very nice person. All right, appreciate it. Um, all right. Let's get to the first question. All right. This is multiple choice, so we're starting easy. How many games did kicker Caleb Sturgis play in 2018 after being cut by the Chargers? So, of course... Caleb Sturgis won that kicking competition, but then was cut in favor of Michael Badgley. Uh, your choices are A, 4, B, 5, C, 6, D, 7. I will give you 30 seconds, Tyler, unless you want to give your answer now. Jeez Louise.
3: Okay, so I can tell you what I remember from the season, since I have 30 seconds and yeah. I steal some time. I know that he played some games, he was hurt, and then he came back and was awful against, like, Seattle. I don't think it was a, a low amount of games, so I don't think it was, like, four or anything. Uh, I'm going to go with... So, give me give me the four choices again.
1: Again, A, 4, B, 5, C, 6, D, 7. Uh, I'll go with C. Okay. Uh, Arjun, I come to you. Again, the choices were A four, B five, C six, D seven. What do you think?
2: Yeah. So my anecdote is, I went to that 49ers game in 2018 where he missed, I think, a field goal. He missed like two PATs, I think. And I was like, like, Jeez. we pay this, we signed this guy to a three-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bro, like. And thank God we got Bazley for that season or we wouldn't have won that Ravens game. But um, I think the answer is C six because he played five, six seven was Badge six seven was Basley and then eight was was uh Sturgis.
1: Okay. So the answer is C six. You All both right. escape with one point uh in these questions. That was the easy good. one? <laughs> that that might have been the easy one. Um Two, all right, let's go to number two. 2015 special teams tackles leader for the Chargers had 13 special teams tackles. Who was it? This question is worth two points. I will start with Arjun. I'm going
2: to be honest. I, I mean? haven't really followed special teams since like 2018 so uh i'm gonna think through this so i know they drafted derek watt that year right. adrian phillips is on the team mm-hmm. i i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna go with nick dezubnar i don't know if he's on the team though but i think he might have he might have led the team there
1: tyler we go to you that was my first thought
3: too um I'm going to change it up, and I don't think it was Phillips until later. It wasn't Watt until later. DeZubnar was 2018. It was like DeZubnar, Phillips, and then Watt in that order, I think. Or or Watt, then Phillips. Uh, I'm going to go Jeremy Davis then.
1: Okay. Both of your answers are in. And the points go to Arjun. Oh, nice. Arjun uh, got nice. it with Nick Zubner. He will go up 3-1. On Tyler here. Okay. And that leads us into question number three. In 2011, Vincent Jackson and the Chargers could not come to a long term agreement. However, Jackson signed a one year franchise tag. Tell me to the near tenths place how many millions he signed for. So, for example, you can phrase your answer as 2.8 million or 3.7 million. Tell me to the nearest tenths place how much he signed for.
2: So, whoever's the closest gets the points.
1: Whoever's closest gets the points. Tyler, you go first. 9.9. 9.9. Arjun, what do you think? (laughs)
2: I'm going to price it, rice it. Price is right it. I'm going to go 10.0. 10.0. Okay. In
1: 2011, Vincent Jackson made... 11.4 11.4 million on the franchise tag <laughs> which means the points go oh, to Argent. so arjun goes up 6-1 that's so and that's kind of interesting points.
2: though like the franchise tag was was that much in in 2011 like yeah. i feel like inflation now mm-hmm. like the franchise tag is around like 17 18 or something 16 17 or it should be like 15 right because like mike williams is 15 million a year
1: that's his. That's his well, fifth year option. Yeah, that's the fifth year option. Oh uh, wait, wait. So is it, okay?
2: Uh, maybe I'm tripping, but that seems a little bit high for what it was in 2011, to, in my opinion. No,
1: yeah, that's that's what it was. I'm just curious, uh, just to look up the franchise tag numbers now. Uh, so I do. I, I want to say it's around 17, 18 million. Um, Derwin will be playing on the safety tag next year, uh, so that'll be nine million uh, I, yeah, the 2021 franchise tag for receivers is set at, uh, 16.4 million. Um, so yeah, someone like Allen Robinson, I think he got 17.8, um, because of some salary rule, but yeah, so it it was 16.4 million this year. So, uh, Arjun has a 6-1 lead. That leads us into question number four. J.J. Jones made the 2018 Chargers roster following an impressive 72-yard kick return in the preseason. Which team were the Chargers playing in that game? (laughs) And this, I'll start with Arjun. Uh, Who were the Chargers playing in that J.J. Jones preseason game?
2: Okay, I, I, I think I know some of my options I'm not gonna share it because okay. I don't want Tyler to have an edge there.
3: It's the same four teams they've always played, dude. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. I'm just making sure. Um. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the the Seahawks.
1: Okay. That gives uh. us to Tyler. Uh, who do you think they played in that? Pre-season? See, here's the problem. I
3: I didn't pick the Zoom because I wanted to pick somebody different. Now, so I want to pick someone different again here because I don't want to pick the same guy. We're just gonna tie the entire time. Okay. So. Um, J.J. Jones did
1: it against, I'll say the 49ers. Could be the 49ers. So, the Chargers, J.J. Jones, 72-yard kick return was just before halftime in the home opener at StubHub Center against the Seattle Seahawks. So, Arjun gets the (laughs) points, and so that'll be a 10-1 lead for Arjun. Uh, He's opening it up, but... There's still time for Tyler to get back into this one. Uh, And there's still a lot of points. Uh, A lot of points. Phillip Rivers finished his career with 63,440 passing yards. That's good Mm -hmm. enough for fifth on the NFL's all-time passing yards list. Tell me the four quarterbacks who have more passing yards than Phillip Rivers. That will be worth four points. And a bonus point on this one, if you can tell me who Philip Rivers just passed to get to 5th place. So, again, the four quarterbacks who are in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 4th uh, place. I don't need the order, just the quarterbacks. And tell me who he passed to get to 5th place for the bonus point. Uh, I will start with Tyler on this one, since Arjun went first last time. I'm going to say he passed... I'm going to say he passed Marino... And
3: I believe in front of him are Breeze. I guess Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and... Why can't I think of the other guy? <laughs> oh no, I can't think of a fourth name. Um, Is it Favre? Is it Elway? Is it... No, I'm not running. Oh boy. I guess I'll go with Favre because he played a long freaking time.
1: Okay arjun you're up
2: yeah uh so my four would be manning or brady breeze manning and i think it's Favre also I, I think i'm not too sure on the on the guy he just passed um i'm gonna take a weird one i i th- think i've seen this guy in the all-time books fran Tark- tarkenton from the vikings i don't know how to say his last name fran but that, that's my guy
1: okay fran yeah. so on this question, Tyler, you walk away with all five points on this one. So now Yay. it is 10 to 10-6. Uh, Arjun, you got the four quarterbacks, but you did not get Fran Tarkenton. So that is a 14-6 to six lead. So Tyler cuts into the lead a little bit. Uh, so, you know, you got to use those Asian skills a little <laughs> bit better on the next question. But we go to question... feel like i'm helping these answers out a bit here (laughs) (laughs) question six the chargers drafted six players in the 2014 nfl draft they drafted in each round except for one tell me the round that's for five points and bonus point tell me what they did with that pick instead of drafting a player
2: so we have to I can do this right now we have to say the. we the, have to say so the yeah,
1: five five points for the pick uh or so, sorry yeah five points the for the round and uh what did they do so that they didn't have a pick right uh so that will be the bonus point uh arjun i'll start with you i'm
2: gonna be honest you know i've been a real chargers fan since like since I was born, haven't really gone in-depth in the draft and, like, followed it that closely since, like, 2017. Uh, so this one is a little foggy, but I think I think they traded up to draft Manti Teo in the second round, and they traded, like, a fifth-round pick to get him.
1: Okay. Tyler, we go to you.
3: They traded a fourth-round pick, and they selected Jeremiah Tauchu by trading up.
1: All right. Let's see. Who was right? Arjun, I'm sorry, but you were incorrect. Tyler gets the points here, so that leaves... I'm still behind, though. <laughs> you, you still lost, but you made it a tough one. 14-12 <laughs> to 12 is the final score of Chargers Trivia Night. Uh, Arjun walks away with the win. Arjun, how do you feel about booting Tyler off of this podcast so you can come on now that you've won the <laughs> <laughs> it feels
2: good honestly though like if I'm being completely honest I feel like Tyler should have won that because in the fifth question it should be winner takes it all and not you know I get four points he gets five uh, but I'm fine with taking the dub anyway but you know I think it could have gone both ways
1: listen buddy if you want to stay on this channel it's not a good idea to criticize the host um but anyway uh, so <laughs> i'm just gonna say that but uh tyler you did walk it off with that uh jerry tauchu question how did you remember that
3: uh because i've been a season ticket holder since 2013 and the chargers gave up for four, a fourth round pick every year the first three years of telesco's career i knew it wasn't teo i knew the next year it was perryman Fingers attach you, and that's all I got. That's the only answer I feel like I actually knew this entire time. So thank you for giving me the final question. I feel
1: like I knew something. <laughs> it's very weird that they gave up a fourth round pick every single year, just but ex- you know, except in the last couple years. Wait, games. wait, wait. So they gave oh, up. Sorry,
3: no. So, so sorry, they didn't. They didn't trade it for Perryman. They gave up a fourth for Gordon. Oh, right. That was that. Year. Like,
2: look. As an analytical guy, like trading up is like the cardinal sin. Right, and for them to trade <laughs> up for an off-ball, off-ball linebacker in Manti Teo, a weak side like maybe run stuff, whatever. Jerry Towshee was like he was like an edge rusher, right, something of that nature. Yeah, outside linebacker, and then a running back, like possibly the two least <laughs> valuable positions on most on both sides of the ball. Like that's, you know, I'm glad the Chargers, you know, didn't trade up this this uh, this draft, even though they had extra selections, like even though they were the only team to not make a trade, which is also kind of crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's weird looking back on that Gordon trade um, just because I don't think that would happen today. Like, I don't think anyone would actually trade up for a running back. And it actually wasn't that long ago. It was only like six years ago that, you know, uh, you would pick Zeke with a fourth-round pick and feel completely fine about it. Uh, And you would trade up for Melvin Gordon. Uh, So, you know, it was very weird time where running backs mattered and you know, I don't think BFF existed yet. So (laughs) yeah, different times nowadays. Uh, all right. So, uh, that will wrap up our show for today. Uh, thanks Arjun for coming on. Tell the people where they can find you.
2: You can find me at, uh, Arjun Menon, my name in the, in my like box hundred on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much where I'm posting all my chargers and NFL related graphs, a lot of analytics there. And I have a link to all of my NFL charger articles in my bio, in my like link there on, in my bio, if you want to go check that out. But again, thank you for watching and thank you for you guys for letting me come on the show and, you know, an honor, Stephen.
1: Oh, honor steven he's well, he's not dead he's just on vacation in Utah. yeah I, he, doesn't, he doesn't really need to be honored. i did i should have said it like <laughs> he'd rather be dead uh, <laughs> all right and uh tyler what are you doing and what can people find you uh debate loser thanks a lot
3: um in true chargers fan fa- fashion i you know made a resounding comeback but i could not win in the end so that makes me i think the most complete chargers mm-hmm. fan um, you can find me at tyler j Shoon on twitter of course, you can always find me on YouTube, and many of you have found me recently these past few weeks with your comments about, you know, my face, my smile, or whatever. So, you know, keep bringing those hateful comments on, man. I'm, I'm glad to take some of those for Alex. Let me
1: see some of that smile. That's, that's a very good smile. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Shout out to the camera. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I will be writing uh, a 53-man roster Chargers prediction. We kind of did that on the show a few weeks ago, but this is kind of a more exhaustive look. It's something like 3,000 words. I probably have to edit it down uh, or my editor will kill me. Uh, so that will be up probably sometime this week. Uh, Tyler used to be my editor, so he doesn't have to read that anymore. Uh, so that it will wrap it up for our show today. Uh, Stephen will be back sometime next Sunday for regularly scheduled programming, and we may be doing a podcast crossover, uh, sometime in the middle of the week for our Thursday pods. so that's all I'm going to say about that. But I've been your host, Alex, and you just got guilty'? I don't know, whatever. See you guys later. My god, (laughs) just, just, oh my goodness.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?